the Lamb. It's an interesting phrase, isn't it, which sounds so archaic. Blood in the Bible always stands for death that has happened prematurely or violently or both. That's what it means. It doesn't talk about someone dying a normal death. It's always related to some animal or person experiencing a violent or premature death. So when we use it like that, we're not saying that the blood of Jesus is magic, that somehow it does magic things. It is short term for the cross of Christ. That's what it means. It means the death of Jesus. The blood itself was simply human blood. It is not magic in itself. It's simply saying the cross of Christ, what Christ accomplished on the cross, accomplishes much. This is what Peter says in his letter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine, and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. As someone prayed a little earlier on, life is like a roller coaster, isn't it? We sometimes are full of faith and sometimes overwhelmed by doubts and we often go between the two regularly, even in the same day. Communion is one of those points that anchors us somewhere secure, isn't it? Because it's all of God and not of us. And however chaotic and confusing life can be, the cross stands. There's a wonderful phrase that the car monks have I think which says the cross stands while the earth revolves and as your life revolves and rotates and ups and downs and ebbs and flows and all sorts of experiences come to life the cross stands and we come to the communion knowing that God is the same today as he has ever been and we can depend upon it as far into the future as we could see, God will be the same. So that's why Peter can say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us new birth. That was what had happened to Peter. It is what has happened to those to whom Peter is writing. It is what will happen to all those who will read Peter's letter like us. But it's always appropriate at this moment in time to come with all our baggage, with all the things that have gone wrong this week, with the sour feelings we've had, as well as the praise and joy, with the negative things that have happened to us, as well as those that have caused us great 
happiness with our own failures as well as our successes, but bring all that baggage with us, not pretending we're leaving it at the door. We come in with it, not standing at the door, as it were, polishing our shoes on the backs of our trousers and straightening our tie so we can come into the Lord's presence all clean and tidy. We come in untidy and unclean in order to receive his forgiveness, in order to be put right. That's what it's all about. And there's a number of times in the scriptures where God specifically says, come to me, come to me. We are, by definition, those people who would not go to God because we are deeply aware of who we are. So let me give us a moment to reflect on that. And don't pretend it didn't happen. Those explosions of anger that you felt, even inside, that you didn't express, or that failure you felt with yourself, or the thing you wish you had never done this week and you feel so ashamed about it. Bring all that as well. Bring it all to God in this moment of quiet. We have a little cross here, symbolic. You might like to imagine yourself at the foot of the real cross. People shouting and accusing Jesus of all sorts of stuff. But we come quietly as many of that crowd would have done. Deeply aware that if it weren't him on the cross, it would be us. And knowing he goes willingly, even gladly, The cross, the crucifixion is the worst possible thing that men could do to God. The cross of Christ is the best possible thing that God could have done for men. So Father, confident in the fact that you are the same, you are the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has revealed what kind of God you are. You are a God of grace a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of forgiveness, a God who bids us come. So we come, Lord, with the baggage of life to the cross of Christ and we lay our burdens down at the foot of the cross. We lay everything down. For even our best efforts in any area are as nothing compared to the joy of knowing you. And we look at what we have done to you and are ashamed. And we look at what you have done for us and we are overwhelmed with gratitude to you. Maybe someone might die for a good man, but why would God die for his enemies? It is beyond comprehension. But while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we are eternally grateful and eternally in your debt. But may we say, Father, we are happy to be in your debt. For you are everything to us. 
So our prayer is, Lord, that once again, as we come before you, as we bring ourselves and own up to the kind of lives we've been living, you are faithful and just. And when we confess our sin, you forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this place, Lord, is one of those precious places that anchors us in our lives. Once again, you give us a fresh start. The past is put away, not because it didn't matter, but because what you accomplished in Christ has dealt utterly with it. And it need have no hold on us. The power of sin is broken. And the power of the sinful one is broken over our lives. And we are free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We are no longer subject to a yoke of slavery. So we want to live in that freedom. To praise and honour your name. Not now seeking to bring ourselves before you holy, but receiving the gift of holiness from you and living in the good of it. And Father, I want to pray that as we take this bread and drink this cup, you would feed us with real drink and real food, nourishing us deep within ourselves. For Jesus' sake. Amen.